in times of chaos and, and crisis, what we all tend to do, right, start pointing fingers at where we think the bad guys are, where the evil is. We all start arguing. Everybody has different opinions about that. Please do not forget that hatred or evil, whatever you want to call it, it's intelligent. It's smart and it's invisible. It doesn't have a color. It doesn't have a race. It doesn't have a religion. It has no politics. It's an invisible snake that while it is planning to make its attack, it is thinking to itself, I am going to divide my enemy into smaller, less strong groups and then I'm going to make them hate each other so that it's easier to take them down and as we're all yelling at each other trying to figure out which group it is that's causing the problem evil's winning all around us so we have to get rid of those labels these different factions, gay, straight, um, rich, poor, uh, um, mentally ill, not mentally ill, gun owner, not gun owner, none of this can matter anymore. We are unified in our humanity. And the only thing that we all know, we all appreciate in one another is kindness. This has to come before all things, and you must operate relentlessly this way. I think the word she used was adorable, but in the least pretentious oh. uh, definition of that word. Every morning when I wake up and I put my pants on, I say, Eric, be adorable, <laughs> but not pretentious. And If your dog is laying near the bed, don't toss your blanket off of you because it may crush your dog. Uh, am I making you sleepy right now? <laughs> Talking about this weighted blanket is making you sleepy. Um, I found out. I realized yeah, I was how, fat. When did you realize it? When I realized I didn't look like any of the Disney princesses. Mm. I looked like Ursula. <laughs> when Ooh, you test myself every one of our listeners you are influencing someone else's life right now even if you are if you compliment someone in a certain way or if you talk to someone a certain way everything you do influences someone else and we're all connected whether or not we are aware of it or not and i would say that you may have changed someone's life for the better and you don't even know it Conversations can be started from this movie. Did it win Best Picture? It did. It won the Best Picture oh, Award. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Well, that was one of the reasons I wanted to see it. I was so stoked mm -hmm. to see this movie. That might have been another thing is I had really high expectations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like you should never go into a movie with high expectations. <laughs> I think you should just let movies be. Just let them be their own thing. <laughs> and I think sometimes. Like Steve-O said yeah. in, in
in your guys's podcast that yeah. you did the live cast was from... that two episodes ago yeah, right? he yeah. said just just accept the movie for what it is <laughs> yeah. so that steve is so wise <laughs> you know uh right now is a thing called e3 are you familiar I'm with this familiar electronic with it. entertainment expo and it's like a big thing it's kind of like it used to be like the super bowl for like video game fans <laughs> okay. now there's a lot of conventions that are Pretty awesome, too. Just as awesome as E3. But right now, their podcasts are covering E3. And, oh boy, a lot of video games. And a lot of opinions about those games those guys have. <laughs> so, um, hey, Tess. <laughs> hey. Oh, have we been podcasting this whole time? Yeah, I've been recording. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I always record. We, I, that was sufficient pre-show banter. Yeah. Uh, my name's Eric. Oh, uh, my name's Tess. And we've just been pre-show bantering about the shape of water. I hope you've been enjoying it. Yeah, Tess is selling it on me, uh, selling it to me. And I, I might be checking it out soon. It looks pretty cool. Um, you are listening to the same team, y'all. This is a podcast where two librarian best friends talk about stuff that they love. Tales from the Library, and life lessons that we've learned along the way. We do this because how you view the world may exactly change the world. And we talk about Tales from the Library because we live there. We love there. We do live there, don't we? In a weird way, don't we? And uh, we always are learning life lessons. Let's clink to this. Clink it. I've often had kids, when I see them like out of the library, they are very surprised that I leave the library. Uh, you know, my story time kids. And I'm like, yeah, I do leave the library sometimes. I go and I see my family and stuff like that. So I remember one time I was in a grocery store and I saw a story time kid and he was like shocked to see me yeah. there. And he was like, this is crazy. You know who else I saw today? And I was like, who? And he's like, my dentist. <laughs> like Apparently he had also seen his dentist like out of the context of the dentist office and that had also blown his mind that he was having a really crazy day that day <laughs> it is interesting like when i go to like and i'm sure this probably happens to you like if i go to like the county fair like kids recognize me it's like this weird like pseudo local celebrity <laughs> yeah. status you know you know if you really want to blow some minds right after story time go to mcdonald's because <laughs> oh, they're all probably there getting mcnuggets right <laughs> yes I, what, so once, they're like i just saw you I what once, are you doing here <laughs> my god he left the library he um uh i don't remember how many episodes ago it was but we were talking about our fat stories yeah and i do have a fat story that does kind of relate to that so um be before we get into that if we have any new listeners welcome um if we have any legacy listeners as always welcome to you you guys know what fat stories are um but for uh, our new friends fat stories are um how do we describe that it's a story of either you eating a lot of food like extra fatness or you're doing something that would normally be embarrassing that involves eating a lot of food usually with a third party acknowledging it right right is that but, a good way to describe a fat story yes but by telling the fat story you are like eliminating the embarrassment you've got it you're like owning it and uh you know. The idea is that we're all human, yeah. right? And that sometimes we all have emotions, and sometimes those emotions can be controlled by a little bit of food therapy, and we've <laughs> all been there. And by talking about it, we all acknowledge that it's perfectly fine. Um, but once I was at, I had a particularly bad day at work. It happens. Um, and I went to Burger King with the goal to eat my emotions. <laughs> and I don't remember what was on my plate. I remember that's one of your emotional eating places. That Burger yeah. King is one of my emotional eating places, which it's no longer one of mine because I've actually, this isn't that important, but I've stopped eating meat recently. Like oh, okay. The, like for, I think I'm going on two months or so. Oh, cool. Not a big deal. But now I know Burger King has a veggie patty, which I tried today. And 
Oh boy, I would not recommend it. <laughs> I've had veggie patties other places that are awesome, but those patties cannot be found at Burger King, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I was at Burger King, uh, I think this is like a year or two ago, and I was just eating like tons of food. And I bumped in a story time mom and her daughter saw me. And she's uh-huh. like, hey, look, it's Mr. Egg. And I think I was doing the thing where I had my tie, because I came, I went there straight from work with the goal of eating as many calories as I can. And my tie, like, thrown over my shoulder so I didn't get ketchup on it and I probably just like I look like a freaking mess and I remember like you know burger in one hand fries in another like hey hey kiddo oh boy you like you like burgers too and uh not one of my high points do as I say not as I do (laughs) thank you and I was like remember to eat your veggies and uh uh, the kid didn't seem to notice I think the mom's total cool but I think she might have noticed like ooh we need to give Mr. Eric some space (laughs) oh oh my goodness oh boy um should we talk about some stuff that we love, Tess? We should, but real quick, oh. I want to. I have an update. Update. <laughs> I have an update from Judy. Remember Judy? We talked about her a few episodes ago. Is this Judy where you have deep conversations with yes. Judy? Yeah, we cool. have deep conversations about pop culture. And remember how I told you Judy doesn't really listen to podcasts? Yeah. Judy listens to podcasts now. Did you get her turned on to podcasts? Yeah. Like, every time Judy comes to visit me, I talk to her about podcasts. Mainly, I talk to her about, like, three of my favorite podcasts. You're, like, our local podcast ambassador. I, you know what? I listen to a lot of podcasts. It's true. I really love the podcast format, and I... I yeah, I listen to a lot of them. I talk about them a lot. And I'm always telling Judy, hey, do you listen to podcasts? You should listen to podcasts. And she's always like, ha, you're so cute. But I guess I finally got through to her. You did it. And she's been listening to podcasts lately. She's been listening to, and in fact, she's been listening to our podcast. Oh, hey, Judy. I don't think, I've never met Judy, have I? I don't think you have. Oh. I feel like you should. I, I feel, feel like, like I've met Judy. It'd be a good meeting of the minds. You think we would be friends? I think so. Um, she said that... Uh, you and I are, I think the word she used was adorable, but in the least pretentious oh. uh, definition of that word. Every morning when I wake up and I put my pants on, I say, Eric, be adorable, <laughs> but not pretentious. And she said that you have literally the best laugh ever, Eric. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and she said that she was going to read The Magician. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. And then she started reading The Magicians. And? And then she she reported that um, she thinks that Quentin is a snot. Um, <laughs> and uh, that they're about to do grown-up stuff as foxes. And that she said it's not not romantic. Yeah. And that's the last update I got from her. So, but- <laughs> we, so uh, we love The Magicians. Yes, we do. By, so Magicians is a... And our love for it made her want to read yeah, the book. And I should tell you, <laughs> I should tell Judy this. And I'm sure, Judy, you know this already. But just because we love something doesn't mean you have to love it. And I've talked to, we've talked to both, both of us have talked to people before that have read the books or at least started them and did not like them. Right. A friend of mine, Miss Josie, that I work with, told me she started reading the books and in her words, she thought all the main characters 
acted like butts. <laughs> <laughs> Which I get it. They're, you know what I mean? They, they started and they're kind of like uh, moody teenagers at the beginning. Um, do you remember our, uh, Larissa who used to work at the library? Yeah, Larissa was really cool. Yeah, Larissa now works at the library next to my library. I'm sure she's still really cool. She is say. still yeah. really cool and she read The Magicians and she really liked it. Yes. And she told me, <laughs> not, no judgment, right? Yeah. This is a zone of judging, but Welcome. She, but she told me that people who don't like the books because they think the characters are unlikable are missing the point. That's her opinion. Well, <laughs> we, one woman's opinion. I don't know if we we talk about <laughs> magicians a lot on this cast, but I don't know if we've mentioned this thing. Is that I like the books because I find the main character Quentin and and some of the aspects of other characters so relatable. relatable and yeah. I, I think some of, some of what Josie describes Quentin's behavior as being a butt is him being very self-deprecating and very self-loathing in his thoughts and this is the zone of no judging that's something I feel sometimes and I don't think I'm the only one yeah. who feels that you know I, I'm gonna have a confession right now to Judy if she's listening when Judy said that that Quentin is a snot <laughs> it kind of hurt my feelings Did you cry? a little bit, yeah. just because like there are many times where I felt like I am Quentin Coldwater, yeah. just because when I when when I was younger, yeah, and and Quentin is very young, and when you first meet him in the books, and I feel like when you're a young person and you're just trying to figure stuff out and you're trying to fit in with people and you're trying to figure out who you are, yeah, and then add on to that the fact that you can like make stuff happen with your hands, like <laughs> your life would be incredibly complicated and you may make some really poor choices. In fact, you probably would. There's <laughs> a lot in this book, and and for our listeners that have never read The Magicians, I'm sure this probably is kind of like, what are they talking about? You know, <laughs> I hope you can still gain something out of this conversation. But there's a lot in this book where people that are magically adept typically, well, no one's perfect, right? And perfect is an ideal that no one should be searching for because it doesn't exist. But it, it, people in the books that typically can do magic, there's something that they're hoping to fix with themselves with that magic. That's the reason they're looking for magic. And if we are to be honest with ourselves, I mean, me, you, and our listeners, everyone does that to some degree. You know, there's something that will fix you, right? If I had this, it would be better. And that's the illusion, you know? Also, and that's what's so good about the book series. Larissa um, said something that I thought was a very interesting observation about the book. She said that, um, that the book, to her, The Magicians, was not so much uh, a story about Quentin as much as it was Quentin's story about Alice, which I thought was an interesting observation. My yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we'll stop talking about the magicians because it's not the magicians We've cast. We've talked about doing a magicians cast. I know. I, I feel like we have a lot of material those here. Those books, I mean, I've talked to you before. It's hard to say this is my favorite because favorites change, but I mean, they're so influential and like just, yeah th they speak to me in a, yeah. in a way that things don't typically speak to me definitely like, you know? one of our favorite books of all time and we book do series I, I i i really view them like as as a whole the trilogy we've mentioned this before but i think our cast is heavily inspired by the work of gandhi <laughs> lady gaga <laughs> the philosopher alan watts and i would say the, the Magician author, series by Lev, Lev Grossman. Lev Grossman, yes. I mean, it's 100% true. Yeah. Is there more update for Miss Judy? We do Walk in the Path of Gandhi, much like Albert Rosenfield. We, from, uh, that's <laughs> from, from yeah, there's a, a show you may have heard of called Twin Peaks. We do another podcast, sister cast to this uh, 
Um, well, I guess daughter cast. Daughter cast. Daughter to cast podcast. to this this podcast called Same Peaks, y'all, where Tess and I uh, discuss the show uh, Twin Peaks. So, but no, that was mainly my update from That's Judy. Great. Um, I do have an update from Twitter, though. I love updates. I don't this is know. great. Is this too many updates? No, no, this okay. is fine. I love updates. Update from Twitter. We've had a lot of um, uh, activity on our Twitter feed. I don't know if you've been paying attention to it. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to point out this one tweet from from Kirsten. She, uh, I started a tradition on our Twitter. By the way, if you want to... Uh, yeah. Follow our Twitter feed. You definitely should. It's full of lots of fun stuff. It's at same team, y'all. Mm-hmm. Follow us. Tweet at us. We'd love to hear it's from you. It's the best way to kind of get in contact with us too. Like if they're if we're running behind schedule, or if we know an episode's going to be late, or if we can't record for a while, that's where we. Or if we're going to be appearing somewhere. Yeah. Or uh, I don't know if we've got same team y'all news. Yeah. Just recently, our uh, podcast has had two live podcasts on location. That's so, true. Who knows where we'll show up next? Maybe. In your house <laughs> with your favorite food, and we will sit down at your table and go, Are you ready to eat your favorite food with your two favorite friends? You look beautiful. Yes, Queen. <laughs> that sounds delightful. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> um, Kirsten tweeted at us um, Speaking of Wonder Woman, oh, I started a tradition on our a podcast okay. feed, or on our Twitter feed. Of um, hashtag Wonder Woman Wednesday. Because I feel like the world needs more Wonder Woman in it. This is nice. So we're just going to tweet out something Wonder Um, Woman every Wednesday. Wednesday. How did it occur to you to do a Captain Marvel Monday? Oh, it hadn't occurred to me. I mean, not that it has to be a thing. I was just... But we could do do that too. Um, And so uh, in response to our first Wonder Woman Wednesday, Kirsten said, speaking of Wonder Woman, did you guys see the IMDb cast list for the sequel? In case you guys don't want spoilers, I won't say anything else other than I'm more excited for the second movie now. And have you checked out the IMDb? So there's a couple things I got to say. First of all, well, no, no, this isn't bad, but (laughs) it's more like a uh, airing of... Of my my the my, airing of grievances. My no, more like I made a promise of being personally more active on our Twitter feed. I think a few episodes ago, maybe two episodes ago, we discovered there's a long laundry list of things I've said on this cast that normally. So normally, if we reference something, especially something visual, we will tweet it out. And there, I think I've got a long shopping list of things I've referenced before that I have not tweeted out yet. So I'm working on it. It's just. Papas get busy, so... You're a dad now. You don't have time to tweet. I'm a dad now. I, I do try to tweet. I will say, uh, not to pat myself on the back or anything, but I have tweeted out all the things that I said I was going to tweet. <laughs> you know, I've even <laughs> noticed, too, that if we have any listeners that have come and visited me and our guest Tess, Miss Jill, our last episode was a live uh, a podcast from... Uh, uh, the Charles County Library System, uh, they had a Comic-Con event. So if we have any listeners from that, um, I've also noticed that Miss Jill made good on her promise to tweet out she the things she referenced. So I'm, I'm working on it. I'm very sorry. It's just, you know, uh, sometimes life gets really busy, and I hope that you guys understand. This is a no-judgment zone. Yeah. No judging, Thank you. So Thank it's you. fine. Um, and then so all that to say, no, I haven't checked out the cast list. Um, do you want to hear who's on it? Is it a big spoiler? Like, I'm just concerned for our, our, our listeners. Oh, you're right. Is it really big? Um, we'll talk later then. And we won't say, ah. except we'll... 
We'll just say for our listeners, you can go check it out if you want to get excited. Can we? How about this? We'll tweet it out. <laughs> Maybe you'll tweet it out. We can tweet it out. So if you're interested in seeing the cast list for Wonder Woman, which apparently has something really exciting happening, um, check out our Twitter feed. And um, you and I will talk about it after the All cast. Right, sounds okay. good. That sounds All really right. good. Now let's talk about stuff we love. This is the stuff that we love. We love! This is the stuff that we love. We love it so much. This is the stuff that we love so much. Yeah. I should mention I'm drinking some English breakfast tea by Twinnings, I believe. Oh, nice. What are you drinking over there? I'm drinking some mango ginger tea. Is that good? Yeah, it is good. Oh, that sounds pretty good. (laughs) The, um, um... do you want to go first for stuff we love or second? Um, it, I can go first, sure. Oh, okay. I should remind our listeners that as you're listening to us discussing stuff that we love, we encourage you to think about stuff that you love in your life. It could be a TV show, a loved one, or just a sunset, anything. The more you uh, are looking for stuff that you love, the more you will discover that you are noticing that there's a lot of stuff to love in your life. Yeah. I am very excited about your first thing. Oh, are you? I am. Well, because you sent me notes, right? I did send you yeah. notes. Um, so um, the, the first stuff I'm loving, uh, as you know, I like podcasts. Mm-hmm. I had a really hard time deciding which podcasts I was going to Had you decided you were already going to stuff your love a podcast and you hadn't decided which one? Well, there are three podcasts that I've been really excited about this past fortnight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, which one am I going to talk about? And so I just picked one. I'll I'll probably talk about another one in our next episode and another one the in our next episode. The only rule is you have to love it. That's the I only know. rule. You can do whatever you want. So I picked uh, the podcast Slow Burn okay. as one of the stuff I'm loving. Oh, so it's literally called Slow Burn. Yeah. So your note to me says, stuff I'm loving, Slow Burn. I thought Slow Burn was like some kind of weird like description of something. Like something <laughs> was a slow burn. I didn't realize something was called slow burn. <laughs> I didn't realize, but it, well, I have to ask, is the Slow Burn podcast an actual slow burn? Um, like as far as yes, the term of, kind like, of, okay. all right. I'm so excited. first I want to say, I don't, okay. I thought that I heard about this podcast from steve our friend steve from the Rather Be Playing cast yeah. who co-hosted a live episode with you recently. He was a guest test. Okay. First, I thought that I saw a tweet from him where he said, because we follow him on Twitter, and I thought that he said, oh, everyone should listen to Slow Burn. It's really interesting. And then I kind of forgot about it. Slow Burn is a podcast about Watergate, the Watergate scandal. Okay. Okay. And I like history. You're a historian. And I thought, oh, that sounds really interesting. I want to listen to that. And I think Steve-O had said something in his tweet about how even though it's about something that happened, you know, several decades ago, it's also, like, kind of timely and resonant even in our current times. Those are the best stories to tell. And I was like... And I was like, oh, this sounds so interesting. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then I was looking for some stuff to listen to recently. And I it popped up. And I was like, oh, hey, I think that's that thing that Steve-O talked about. And so I downloaded it. And I ended up binging all the episodes. There were, How many? There are eight episodes. Okay. And okay. it's done. Like and then eight and done? And then there's a couple bonus episodes. And that's the first season. And they're going to do another season. About Watergate? 
about the impeachment of Bill Clinton. This is such a cool idea. Yeah. I like this a lot. Okay. But then I but then I wanted to make sure that I was like citing my source of this podcast. And so then I was kind of stalking Steve-O's Twitter feed trying to find the tweet. Oh, like where and did then, he say it? Where did he and say it? And then I couldn't find it. So I may have made up this information. I thought that it was Steve-O, but it may have been someone else that we follow on Twitter. Or Steve-O was communicating you <laughs> with, via the spirit Twitter. <laughs> He thought it, and his thought tweet went straight to you. And maybe, like, psychic stuff, like, on Twin Peaks. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, Psychic stuff is always happening. So, so I wanted to thank Steve-O, but maybe not thank you. Maybe thank somebody else on our Twitter Would feed. Would they have mentioned it on, like, the presidential? Or the, um, what's the other podcast? The, um, the one that goes over the amendments. No, it no. wasn't that. It's okay, because they seem similar I topic. About. I didn't know if it would be like, if you enjoyed this, you may enjoy Slowburn. No, but I'm just going to tell you about Slowburn now. It's about the Watergate scandal. And like what most people, man, you were really digging that tea. You were <laughs> just looking at Eric and he's got like the mug like all up I had the mug face. full tipped up on my face. This is excellent tea. <laughs> so what most people know about the Watergate scandal is... Is that Forrest Gump? <laughs> alerted the authorities (laughs) causing a domino effect to have the Watergate scandal. I think we've all seen the movie. (laughs) Well, like what most people know is, you know, there was a break in and, uh, and then there were tapes. They found out that Nixon was taping his conversations Mm -hmm. and then he resigned from office. And that's basically what everybody knows about Watergate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so what this podcast does is it goes like really in depth into all of the stuff that you didn't know about Watergate, like kind of all of the Watergate stories that history has sort of forgotten. Oh. And um, the, I think the reason it's called Slow Burn is because this scandal, like from the break in to the resignation was like years I, and I didn't really realize. If you read the story, sometimes if you read something in history, you don't get a context for, for the reaction in culture at that time, yeah. right? Or how much time that event took, right? right? It's very easy to say, okay, well, this event happened. And you think, what is it, like a week or something, right? Yeah. Like Watergate, ha- Watergate was a thing that like happened. I'm using quotations. And then he resigned or, or you right. know. But- right. And, it, and, it's, and then to, all of the kind of crazy stuff that was going on in the country so interesting at the time like the just to give you a taste like the first episode is about a woman named martha mitchell do you know who this person is uh, i no okay it's i was gonna fine. say the name sounds familiar but it might just be because she sounds like a superhero name <laughs> it does sound like a superhero. martha mitchell <laughs> that's like a good job for i don't know whoever her alter ego is martha mitchell right i didn't know who that person was Apparently, she was like the the wife of uh uh like a now I don't even remember like a, a White House staffer like somebody yeah and um she was also known to be kind of like a gossip in D.C. and she like knew stuff about Watergate. Well, Martha Mitchell, she knows stuff. <laughs> and they had her kidnapped <gasps> and like held against her will. Who's they? Um, like, the people behind the cover-up. Oh, my goodness. Like, all the way up to the top, Richard Nixon. Yeah. Like, 
And they, like, held her against her will to the point of, like, tranquilizing her. <laughs> and, like, when she, when they finally let her go, she would tell people, like, you don't understand. He's covering up this scandal. They had me kidnapped. And they'd be like, Martha, have you been drinking again? Like, no one believed oh, no. her. Because it was so, no one would believe that a president would be so self-serving to commit a crime. Man. and. You know, back then, people didn't, I mean, it was just crazy talk. It was just crazy to think that something would happen like that. That's amazing. And that's just the first episode. Whoa, that's great. And so, like, those are the kind of stories that you hear. And it was just such a very interesting podcast. How is Slow Burn presented? Is it presented, like, through interviews and stuff, too? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is it similar in format? So another podcast you've recommended to me that I very much enjoyed was Dirty John. Is it similar in format to Dirty John? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Where there's, like, a narrator and there are they interview. They interview a lot of um, people who... Uh, worked on uh, worked in Congress at the time and worked on various committees and people who were lawyers. Is it and... spooky at all? It sounds a little <laughs> spooky with her being kidnapped. I mean, there are there are parts of it that I wouldn't say it's spooky. Okay. Um, but there are parts of it that kind of I are very surprising. Oh. I guess this sounds great. Actually, yeah, I love it that. is very interesting and. Um, and I, I think that the the guy who is uh, presenting it, like the journalist who is presenting all this and who's done all of this research and compiled, you know, all of this, you know, these hours of interviews and and reporting done on this topic. I think in a way he was kind of inspired to do that because he was he was thinking, what if we were living through Watergate again. Like, what if there was some sort of scandal going on? This has happened before that yeah. people thought was ridiculous. So why wouldn't something similar happen again, which we would think is ridiculous? Right. right? He yeah, was like, yeah. what if something like this were to happen again? You know, what if we were living through it again? Yeah. Like, how would we know? So and good. so so he's, he's done a whole season on Watergate, and I guess this next season is going to be about the impeachment of Bill Clinton. And so he's going to do... Will the next season be called Slow Burn as well? Like, I think it is going to be about slow, slow burn. I think it is going to be called slow burn as well. And um, because, I mean, I was alive for that at least. Um, But even then, I don't really remember much. But I do remember it being a a long drawn out. How old were we during that though? Gosh, we must have been in like elementary school. Yeah, like we were probably. I think so. We were probably so young. Yeah. Yeah. We must have been like, what, fourth or fifth yeah. grade or something, which I think we can be forgiven for not staying know, up to date on I don't know if it's going to be. National politics. Yeah. And I don't know if that's going to be as interesting as Watergate. I think Watergate is super interesting because it was kind of like the nation's first presidential mm-hmm. scandal in a way. What I would... Like, well reported, well documented, you know, presidential scandal. Like, to the point of, like, we can't trust the president. The president. Like, the, I mean, I think that was a real, like, wake-up call mm. for America. Well, like, that, it was, like, a shocking moment in our history. Like, it was the... Look at what's been happening, and we didn't know. Right, you know? exactly. And, like, it, it went from, like, if, you know, if you ask the average person on the street, can you trust the people in power... You know, most people would say, of course you can. We voted them into office to to serve us and to, you know, serve our best interests. And it it changed, like, suddenly, overnight, people, 
you know, person on the street. Can we trust the people? No, we can't. Yeah. Like they're just look, in it look for at themselves. what look what just happened. Look, yeah, yeah. They, look what we found out and what what it went. Obviously from, not. They could be a criminal. Yeah, so interesting. Like, yeah, it's and it, and like and where has that led us yeah. since then? And it's um. Actually, I just think it was so interesting to learn more about that. One thing I will say about, like, because you were concerned the second season wouldn't be as interesting as the first, is think about all the stuff you didn't know about Watergate, right? Now, now think about all the stuff you probably don't know about all the stuff with Bill Clinton. Oh, right? yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if it doesn't sound interesting, there's a reason they picked that as their second season is what I'm saying, right? They yeah. know something, you know? Oh, I'm sure that there's a lot of that stuff I don't great. know about Bill that Clinton. sounds like a good podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts, too. I have, like, a lot in my queue, and then I usually pick, like, my favorites, like, during mm-hmm. the week or so. But I'm always looking for something new. So that looks sounds really good, actually. That's, uh, uh, Slow Burn is, uh, stuff I've been loving this past Very morning. nice. Phenomenal. Um, uh, stuff that I'm loving is um, Amanda and I are, are busy people. We're on kind of alternate. Amanda's my wife for new li- listeners. And uh, we're kind of on alternate schedules. Like she usually goes into work late. I or I go into work morning and we kind of share Freya between the two of us. And uh, we don't always have a lot of time together to watch TV shows. But I just finished the first season, only one season's out, of a show on Netflix called Lost in Space. Are you oh, familiar with the show? Yeah. Have you watched any of it? <laughs> That's what LIS meant. Thank you. So, <laughs> we, we, yeah. I, well, I didn't want to like completely reveal my I hand. like it. Yeah, yeah. And for a second, I thought you meant like library information science. I was like, is he getting another degree? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, that's LIS. Good notes. Good notes, Lost in Space. Thank you. I want to keep you guessing. But have you? I am familiar with the Netflix show Lost in Space. I haven't watched any of it. Did you ever watch it? any of the original show like the did i watch any of it no no i'm familiar with it when i was danger well yeah that's the thing the robot (laughs) says that's right that's the thing the robot says my dad used to really love lost in space and he would buy the episodes from like do you remember well there was like a store in the mall called suncoast it was like a movie store i remember that he would buy them this is before like seasons existed like in fact it was before dvds existed pretty much and he would we would have like this long row of vhs tapes of (laughs) lost in space and every like couple months like a new one would come out and we would drive up to the mall and buy them and we would watch them all together and the old show is very good but it's very um like kind of like cheesy yeah It's, it's as good as like i think it's as good or maybe better just my personal opinion as like uh, Star Trek original. Okay. Like, it's kind of like that gotcha. same kind of vibe. Like, what's going to happen next? We're in space. Anything can happen, right? Um, and the new show on Netflix, I've wanted to watch for a while just because I love that old one so much. But I was a little nervous because I had heard, and this is a little lesson for everyone, I had heard some reviews weren't that great. Yeah. And um, I haven't, I, not that I even, like, look for them, but it's just sometimes you just hear things. Yeah. And I think one review... Um, like the some reviews like they have like a kind of a snarky title and like one was like this one should have stayed lost in space or something uh. and I was like I didn't even read the review but I saw that and I was like let me give this a shot anyway because I thought the trailer looked really good yeah. and I'm very happy and that's why I said this is a lesson for everyone that just because people tell you something isn't enjoyable doesn't mean you won't enjoy it um, because I very much enjoyed it I thought it was a, a very good show and uh, are you familiar with the premise of Lost in Space? They get lost in space. They get lost in space. That's exactly right. In the original, it's one spaceship that gets lost in space, and it's a family. It's the Robinsons. I think it's supposed to be a play on, like, Swiss Family Robinson, but they're in space now. And uh, it's a pilot. Space Family Robinsons. Space Family Robinsons. Yeah, it's it's a pilot, uh, dad, uh, mom, 
uh, two daughters, a son, and then they have a robot companion that's with them that came with them on the ship. And then there's a stowaway. In the original show, there's a snowway that snuck on the ship, and because of that extra weight, like just that extra weight of an extra person, that's what threw them oh. off their trajectory. Because, you know, if you're like off by like a couple yeah. degrees, and then you go light years, you're in another universe, and that's what threw it off. Now, they, they tweak things in the new show. Um, Dr. Smith, who was the original stowaway, isn't a stowaway, and that's not why they get lost. But the biggest change is that now there was like one really big ship with a bunch of small ships in it that were all families that were meant to like colonize a new planet. So they're lost in space, but at least for this first season, there's other people they're interacting with. Like it's not just the family and monsters, but um, it's a very good show. Um, I would say it's, they keep a little bit of the cheesiness, but it's a little bit more serious. This time the robot isn't a robot companion that came with them. It's a, an alien robot that may or may not be good. And uh, Dr. Smith, who was a stowaway in the original, isn't necessarily stowaway now, but his duplicitous nature of he's with us. And since we're like a family and we're good, we're not going to like murder him. So I guess we're stuck with him, but he's always out for himself is still uh, true in the character. And a friend of mine pointed out why she likes the Lost in Space Netflix show is that it's a Netflix show that is family friendly. There's no F-bombs or anything. I mean, there it's like PG-13, you know, okay. and it's, it's something I hadn't considered, but it's um, very good. We finished the first season and the robot does say, danger, Will Robinson. So, um, and Lost in Space is a stuff that I'm loving. So Cool. Um, I should mention, too, Netflix, I have watched Queer Eye as well. Oh, yeah. You had recommended it a couple episodes Yay. ago, and it is a very good show. Yay. Do you have a favorite really of the Fab Five? Oh, so hard to choose. I think I'm going to pick Jonathan. I'm still learning everyone's names. Jonathan yeah. is the hair guy. Oh, with the really long the hair? The long hair. Uh, that beautiful hair, by the way. He's, <laughs> he's always whipping that hair back and oh, forth. It's so hard to pick, though, because they're all wonderful. I also love Tan. Tan is the style guy. Yeah, he's kind of like the high like uh, silver hair. Yes. Right? I think Tan is my favorite of the fab. He just is super cool and in the last episode I watched he was really rocking a beautiful henna tattoo on his, <laughs> on his, on his hand. Uh, I like Jonathan as well. Uh, Jonathan is Amanda's favorite so Amanda <laughs> thinks he's very funny. So yeah he's really funny. It is a it is a very good show. So Okay. Um, speaking of TV shows mine is also my next stuff is a TV show. TV shows. It's a TV show that I want to plug called Legion. Okay. Okay. And I, I think I watched the first episode, maybe. Okay. Legion, they just had, during this past fortnight, their season two finale. Okay. And. First, wait, first question. Has the third season already been? Yes. Okay, good. Okay. Because my first, so Lost in Space has already been renewed. Yeah. And I was really, all I knew were kind of like the reviews that were a little mixed. Yeah. That, from what I heard. And I was like, because it ends on a cliffhanger. I was like, oh my God. Please don't yeah. let this be. Well, you know, it's interesting because they had their season two finale and I just, I just want to say, okay, oh my God. Yeah, get, get, get it out, girl. <laughs> Legion is a show. So for anyone who's never watched it, it's a, it's a, technically a Marvel TV show because it's about a character who exists in the Marvel universe. His name is David Holler. He's part of the X-Men. He's like a, uh, kind of, 
like a what do you call it? like a lower level like like a not super popular X Men character like, like he's obviously not like a Wolverine or like a Rogue a level or, a, B or C yeah or like he's not like a not one of the ones that you know that everybody knows yeah. about um, but he is a character in the X Men universe um, and um, uh, he's got powers. He's got lots this, of powers. This sounds good. He's got lots of powers. He's uh, telepathic. He can also teleport places. He can also, um, he can like change matter with oh, his mind. Like he can. That's a good one. Yeah. He's, he's a very, very powerful mutant. Um, and there are other mutants on the TV show. Um, none of the ones that you know. Yeah. Okay. They're so, all like side characters. Yeah. 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 Um, or hardcore fans would know them. Me, yeah, hardcore yeah. X-Men fans will know some of these and characters. I think we should probably mention that this is like technically a Marvel TV show, but it is not tied to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I correct? don't I don't believe so. Like no. like the way Shield is and no. the way Luke Cage is and, and they've Jessica made Jones. like they've made references Agents of Shield, I should say, not Shield like They've made references to some of the more popular oh. characters, like like throwaway references that you will only get if you are like a hardcore. So fan. they probably had those references um, funneled through the lawyer machine to make <laughs> sure they cannot be sued, right? <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so like when I say this is technically a Marvel show, that's what I mean. Is like I, it is, but like I feel like you can enjoy it even if you're not really into. Okay. But you do kind of need to be into superheroes because it's kind of like a superhero show. Like he's got powers, okay. and, and um, the other characters have powers, and. Um, Astral projection is another one of his powers. These are all good powers yeah. to have. These are all um, really good powers. And, um, okay. But there's a lot of stuff on the show that's, like, super weird. Okay. We talk on our t- on our podcast, Same Peaks, y'all, about the TV show Twin Peaks. And mm-hmm. if, you, if you have ever watched the TV show Twin Peaks, or even if you haven't, there's a lot of stuff that happens on the TV show Twin Peaks where you're like, well, that's really weird. I wonder why they have a bunch of naval officers bouncing balls in this yeah. hallway. Uh, well, it's just weird. And I guess it kind of looked and sounded cool when they put it in there. And that's probably why they left it in there. It doesn't add to the story at all. And really. it make sense. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But it looks cool. And it's it's kind of it adds kind of like a weird vibe to the thing. And it's kind of... So that's probably why it's in there. And Legion is just like... It takes that and, like, times it by a hundred. Like, there's so much stuff in this show that is just like, what was that? I don't know, but it looks really cool. It's super weird. I'm just... The little bit I did watch, there's, like, a lot of weird stuff going on where I didn't know, like, how it fit in, like, the timeline of the show. Yeah. Or I think there's, like, a yellow freaked out guy or something. That there's was, like, that. Laughing. There's that. There's, like, a lot of kind of creepy and a bunch of weird stuff. I am so happy to hear, though, that it's getting a third season, even if I'm not watching it, just because I know you're really into it. And I was concerned that this show, which sounds to me kind of like a very, like, niche within a niche show. Oh, man. You is know, it really? I was very concerned that it would not continue to be, you know, supported by and the I, network. Well, and I would say, like, the first season I felt like it was really, sh- I felt like the first season was pretty strong. And then I felt like the second season 
was kind of weak. Honestly, like, I felt like there was a lot more style than substance. I felt like there was a story that was going on, but, like, the story that was going on was getting stretched. Like, Like, there was a thing that basically they needed to find something. That was really the only story that was going on is, like, I need to find this thing. And that one plot point was just being stretched over, like, 11 episodes. And I was like really, we could have found a thing in, like, four episodes or something. But was it fun along the way? But there's so much cool stuff. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's really cool looking. Yeah, that wouldn't bother me. There's so much cool looking weird stuff that you're like, I guess I'll just keep going with it. Like, I kind of just want to see more cool weird stuff. But they did a thing in the season finale of the second season that I have never... I may be wrong, but I have never known any TV show to ever do. You're being in the history of vague. television. You are being very I'm being vague on tantalizing right because now. I cannot. I don't want to spoil Tess, it for anybody. Would you recommend the show to me? I would recommend the show to you if you like to watch weird stuff Tess, that makes you think. Tess, do you think I like weird stuff that makes me think? I think you do. I do. Yeah. Don't watch it with Amanda because I feel like she. Wouldn't have the patience. I, I, I so I did start because I, I think she likes weird stuff that makes her think. It, but I don't know if she would like it to the point that it gets stretched out over it, eleven episodes. And she might. I think she because I think Amanda's a lot like Brett. Yeah. And I feel like Brett really liked the first season, and then the second season he was like, "I'm out." If anyone's <laughs> listening that is like in a relationship, you probably know. And I think this is true for most relationships. It's easier to watch a show if both you and your partner. Yeah, are into it's it. easy. Then, but, yeah, yeah, you know, um, I would like to, I, and for Amanda may still not watch it with me, but be in the room with me while yeah. I watch it, and she will tell me her nice way of saying when she's not into a show is like, if you want to watch that without me, it's okay. Yeah, like Lost in Space. That's what Brett says. We, we watched every episode together, and she was she was into Lost in Space a lot because there's a lot of like, um. A lot of interesting stuff involving the family, and at the end of the day, like they're on space, they're like lost on another planet, like in outer space, but they are dealing with like family issues, yeah. you know, and that's why I think it's so good. Um, but I feel like Legion would be a show she'd be like, if you want, you can watch that without me, and that's my clue of like she's not into it, but I can still watch it. Yeah. You know? So, but that season two finale, if anybody out there listening really? to this, if you watched it. And was it a cliffhanger? You were blown away. It it was kind of a cliffhanger. See, honestly, I felt like I knew that the ratings had dropped a lot because if, after every episode, I go online and I read like all the reviews, I read all the theories and stuff yeah. because like this show like messes with my mind and I'm like, oh man, I gotta know. Does everyone else like think that this is happening? Because that's what I think is happening. Like, is that, did anyone else notice this thing that happened in the background? Because I noticed that thing. Is that important? And so I go on and I. Read read all this stuff and I knew that the ratings had been falling yeah. because a lot of people had lost their patience with the show and so I was kind of surprised that it's getting a third season and honestly when I saw the second season finale I was like I would be cool if we left it there that's good because that ending was so like mind-blowing that I was like if you left it there I would just be like bravo good sirs you have done something amazing I'm a little concerned though (laughs) no 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 I'm gonna tell you I am a little concerned because we've talked about setting expectations oh am I am I hyping it too much talk about hyping because there was another show that that you spoke about the same like well maybe not the same level but there's a show on Netflix called the the OA 
Do you remember this? Yes, I do. And it's a very good show. I I I liked it. I very I, I enjoyed it enough that I finished it. But I remember. Do you remember that ending that you're like really like that ending's gonna blow your mind? Yeah, you didn't end, think so. No, at the end I got to it and I kept being like, when's it gonna happen? The thing Tess talked about, and then I was like. Oh, I guess that was. I mean, I still enjoyed the show, and I don't know if that's getting another season. It is or getting not. another. If season, it gets another, I'll probably watch it. I think both the man and I enjoyed it, but um, it's the OA. No, trust me on this okay. one, though. Okay, trust me on this one because you and I need to talk when you get to the second season finale. We need to talk about what happened because, like, I swear to you, I have never seen a TV show do what this TV show did in that second season okay. finale. I'll take your word for it. And, and I may watch the show. I don't it's just a matter know, of finding time. I really don't know what they're going to do in the third season. Because I don't know where you go from here. That's the best kind of season finales, though. Yeah, because really. it was a cliffhanger be- just because, like, I really don't know where you go from here. Because, like, up is down and down is up now. Like, okay, it's crazy. Legion is definitely a stuff that I'm loving this past fortnight, for sure. It... <laughs> Between, <laughs> follow that, my friend. I will. Well, yeah, I know. I will. I will file that under the um, file that under uh, shows. I will probably watch one day, <laughs> and that list is getting long. Yeah, and if you ever do come and find me after the season two finale and talk to me about, because I need like a support group after watching that. Like I'm telling you. <laughs> Recently, Tess. Yeah. It has been a special day. A special day for fathers everywhere. (laughs) Father's Day has just (laughs) happened not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah, uh, And I'm a father. You sure are. I sure am. The... um, I received some gifts from Amanda that were very nice for Father's Day. that's so sweet. Uh, Technically Amanda and Freya. Um, I got a new That's mug really with sweet. pictures of Freya all over it and pictures of myself and Freya. A new, and I like my tea so I can drink my tea and look at my beautiful uh, daughter. And uh, I got uh, um, I got a, a NES Classic. Have you heard of the NES Classic? Yes! Yeah, I did. Long story short, Amanda did buy me a NES Classic. She put it inside a really cool Avengers book bag that I also got. <laughs> But when we opened up, we realized it was like a weird, like bootleg version of it. Oh, oh no! Yeah. Well, it. So you've heard of the Super Mario Brothers, right? Yes. Have you ever heard of the Super Snow Brothers? No. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Circus Charlie's, the video game classic? No. <laughs> How about oh my there? God. There's like another weird video game. So long. And man, if you're listening, I still love it very much. And somehow. It, the, the, I feel like you would almost love this more well, than the, an NES Classic. The, if you're not familiar, if you're not a big gamer, NES Classic, it just looks like an old Nintendo system that came out in the 80s, but it's tiny and it has 30 games preloaded on it. It's supposed to be 30 of pretty much like the best NES games ever. So when I saw that it had Super Snow Brothers on it, <laughs> you were like, wait a minute. It also had the Chip and Dale video game on it, but Chip was misspelled on the box. So it said Gimp and Bell. Gimp and Dale is what it said. Like you're in Chip and Dale, like yeah. Rescue Rangers. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the NES Classic does have 30 games on it. <laughs> but only about half of those are the ones that are supposed to be on it. The other 15 are like... Circus Charlie, stuff like that. And also, when you play Super Mario Brothers, for some reason, all the characters are speaking in text, not in voice, in a language that looks vaguely 
um, like um, <laughs> from another. I can't place the other country that it's from. So, um, but anyway, uh, it looks great. I have a, a Nintendo Entertainment System, an old Nintendo on my shelf like it's part of a display and the little mini nes classic looks beautiful on top of it so it's like a a mama or a father yeah and a daughter little papa yeah little papa nes and a little baby daughter nes right on top of it (laughs) um and yeah so even though it wasn't exactly what amanda wanted to buy it was like but the thing is it looked perfect the box looked perfect the nes classic itself looked perfect the only visual sign that it wasn't right is that when you turned it on the power light was white instead of red, which is a big detail. Like Nintendo wouldn't have messed that up. And even when you open the box, um, uh, there is there's like a thing you can sign up for called my Nintendo. It's basically when you buy Nintendo products, you log the the code that comes with it and you get points. And it even had a my Nintendo code in it. So I have no clue what this is. My first thought is that it's an NES from like, it's legit, but it's from like another region. But I did some research. I'm a librarian. I could not find this. And I'll tell you right now, no matter what region it's in, no one's putting Circus Charlies <laughs> on an NES Classic when you only you can only pick 30 games and you're picking Circus Charlies. So I have no clue. But anyway, it looks great. Another thing I got is I got an awesome weighted blanket. Oh, so, man. I want know? one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, you know, when you go to the dentist's office and they're like, yes. I got to x-ray your head. And they stick that very nice lead like vest on you. I know and that sounds horrible, but I I want one of those so bad. Yeah, yeah those are cool. It's I guess it's got all these uh, like uh, tons, like thousands, I guess, of micro like glass beads inside of them. Like they're really tiny, like like grains of sand. And then you put it on you, and it's like really heavy, and it gives you like that nice like a uh, like extra pressure. Does it like make you fall asleep immediately? Well, it doesn't make me fall asleep immediately, but it is really cozy. Mm-hmm. The only issue I'm having with it is that it in the middle of the night, if you need to like get up, get up, it is difficult. Or if let's say you're laying in bed and your blanket's on you and like a part of it's like off the side of the bed, like it's like <laughs> fall, like it's dragging you off of the bed. Uh, if your dog is laying near the bed, don't toss your blanket off of you because it may crush your dog. Uh, am I making you sleepy right now? <laughs> Talking about those weighted blankets making you sleepy. Um, and another thing, too, is I, I get warm easily. And it's it's a warm blanket because uh-huh, it's a big, yes. heavy blanket. With I don't think there's – that's science. I don't think there's a way yeah. around that. But it is a very cool, very awesome surprise that my wife gave me. And on Father's Day – That's cool. I spent the – well, not the whole day, but I spent a portion of my day at Cafe Rio – <laughs> eating a cheese quesadilla and reading uh, the Dan Brown novel, novel Inferno. And it was a fun way to spend a portion of my father's day. Nice. Just by myself eating a cheese quesadilla. So. It sounds good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, father's- I, I, my wish for you is that you eat something delicious on Father's Day. I even texted that to you. On yeah, father's I guess day. Texas Roadhouse was doing a thing, right? Like a, <laughs> I texted you a coupon for Texas Roadhouse. That was actually like a few weeks after I stopped eating meat. And I was like, well. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's I okay. I forgot about that. Oh. I didn't know. I didn't know. You didn't know. I don't miss it. And actually, I've eaten at Texas Roadhouse since. And I just they have... They veggies there. They get, yeah, you get a thing called like a veggie platter. It's basically sides. Yeah. You, get, you need uh, uh, mashed potatoes. You get a big Caesar salad. You get those rolls. You get silly rolls, man. You still, got, you still got the thing. The green beans tricky, though. Covered in bacon. I should have oh, known. snap. That's okay. I ate rice instead. It was delicious. <laughs> and Father's Day and my wife and my daughter... And Cafe Rio quesadillas and the Dan Brown novels 
are a thing that I'm loving. <laughs> Some stuff you love. That's a, yeah, that's right. That's a stuff that I'm loving. Nice. Eric, do you have tales? From the library. Tales from the library. Tales from the library. Read some books. Read some books. We also have online resources. <laughs> nice and tight. How was that? That was really good delivery. <laughs> Just yeah, 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 it was very good. You, you, you want to go first? I will go first. Um, I was just recently... So our last episode was live from the Charles County... Um, uh, Charles County Comic-Con. It was uh, their library systems Comic-Con called C4 for Charles County Comic-Con. And uh, my tale involves a very nice man named Bill who runs... Uh, he's kind of like uh, the main youth services librarian, like uh, young adults and teens for the Waldorfworth Library, which is where it was. And he's also is the main coordinator for Comic-Con. And you can hear him in the live you, cast. Yeah, he's there. Oh, did you listen yeah, to Yeah, he had a little interview. He there. did. He's so great. And he, he talked about the film fest. Bill is one of those up. guys that we both know Bill. Yeah. And Bill is legitimately one of the nicest people I've ever met. But he's also one of the most like ambitious people I've ever met. Like he 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 puts together this Comic Con every year. It's you know it's a lot of work to contact these people and and schedule it and and there's a multitude of things you have to consider on top of his regular job and coming up with team programming, and then on top of that he does this film festival that he puts together every year. And that's just for funsies. That's just for funsies. This man. Um, but I'm always so impressed too, cause he, we do our own Comic-Con once a year or for the St. Mary's County Library System, which is what we work for. Uh, this year it's going to be on September 15th at the Lexington Park Branch Library. So if you live near, uh, St. Mary's County, you can just look it up and Bill always comes to help us out. And last year he helped us by interviewing, um, some artists and stuff like that. And I'm probably going to have him come back to interview. Um, we're having... Uh, Jason Fry. Jason Fry, Skype in, who is the author of the Last Jedi novelization, and a, among many other books, and a boatload of other books, yeah. like a number of books that I've read that I didn't realize I had read, which is really <laughs> cool. His uh, Ray's survival companion, like notebook, is a very cool look into like Ray's day to day life. Um, but my moment was, um, I mentioned this on the last episode that they asked me to be a judge for their cosplay contest, yeah. which is always a lot of fun. They had a lot of great applicants, um, but we had. Um, this is their first year doing it using Google Forms, like as the judging. So in theory, the contestants come up, the judges judge the contestants on various qualities, and as they save it, all those tallies are happening automatically, and then at the end, you know who the winner is, you know, as opposed to using paper forms or whatever. Um, and we're judging, judging beautiful contestants. It was amazing. <laughs> I had so much fun. But technology happened, and sometimes technology uh, decides uh, not to happen. The great machine gods decide to say, oh, no. no worky today. And Bill is like the, he was being the MC, like how I'm the MC. He's yeah. introducing the character, or the characters, the pe the people dressed as the characters coming down. The contestants, yeah. And he's introducing them and he's running things and there's a big old hiccup. All of the contestants, I don't know the exact number, but it was a lot. Now we've got to add up all their numbers by hand. Yeah. And picture, we've got a crowd of... 
I don't know, 50 people in front of us. Some of them contestants wondering if they're winning. Some of them family members. Some of them just people watching. And what are you going to do, right? Ask everyone to come back. You're going to ask them to stop. So Bill's so great at, I think some people have like a natural talent. And I like to believe that I have some of this talent. That's why I have like the MC for just like improv on the moment. Like stuff like that. And Bill stands up and he on the moment comes up with like a crowd pleasing like mini program on the moment and he he may have gotten this from somewhere else too but just the fact alone even if he didn't invent it just the fact alone that he was able to do it and pull off was so impressive so we're sitting there and everyone is up there the judges and people working the computers to try to make the google forms work it's not working and everyone's looking like what do we do what do we do what do we do and bill's like the coordinator so it falls to him to decide what do we do and he has this thing where he goes okay everyone we're going to play a game. He, he says, it says it better than that. But he says, everyone on this side of the room, you know, is on one team and everyone on this side of the room is on another team. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a word and I'm, you guys are going to play against each other. And someone on this side of the team, you guys will start. You have to come up with a song that a song that exists that has that word in in it somewhere and then you have to sing it (laughs) at least like six words of it so you know a portion of it and if you're able to do that it will bounce to the other team and they will have to also find a song and sing a a portion of a song that has that word in it and then they will bounce it back and the team that cannot bounce it back loses that round this is on prompt to out of the blue, nowhere. We're all looking at each other with our uh, computer mice on our hands. And we're just like, <laughs> what are we going to do? And he does this. And it's like his first word is love, right? right. And some of the first group goes, uh, all you need is love. Da, 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 da. And, yeah. sing, and so it starts slow. Like one person's doing it and the next. And we're all looking like, no one wants to sing. What's going on? Yeah. And then by the end, Tess, everyone's a thousand percent into it. It's bouncing back and forth. And, oh, we lost it. He goes, you guys are the kings of love. Okay, the next word is now change or something you know what i mean and it bounced back it was we were there 30 40 minutes because we're adding stuff up i'm adding stuff up with them you know i'm kind of shouting out songs but i mean that could have been a disaster it could have been a flaming disaster no winners crowned we're adding stuff up come back please later and he just took control of the situation did this like impromptu program i think we did like I think we did like four rounds because some of the he was picking easy words, obviously, right, you know, right, so right. that you he didn't want to like stump people because then it's yeah. not fun. And so some of the rounds went back like back and forth, like five or six turns. But it was just so much fun. And people were like getting into it to the point that like there was some young teens that all came dressed as like a as a group together. Yeah. Cosplay, and they were like so into it. Yeah. You know? and, oh, uh, that's cool. It was just so good. C4 and Bill and watching a master program master <laughs> programming library in like programs librarian handle a situation in a way that was amazing to behold you know what i mean uh was is my tale it, it was cool. so cool to watch and, and bill uh uh i don't know if he's you, a genius it, he, <laughs> bill is a genius like you know what i mean like yeah. that, how do you do that in such a seamless way like yeah. this is what we're gonna do now and he goes oh and everyone's gonna be like do we have our winners and we're like no no we don't he goes, okay we're doing another you know and it was just That's i was great. i was just so impressed with with his ability to do that you know so. at some point people are like i don't even care if i win this no was one too much. yeah this was, this was fun yeah i think <laughs> one of our like the kid round like the 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 child like age range i think we had like a three-way tie so we had to like <laughs> divide the prize up in like in a weird way but no one even really cared at that point you yeah. know so That's um awesome. yeah my, my tail 
that's what it was. So. That's cool. What's your tale, Miss Tess? Um, so, uh, <laughs> so the reason I wanted to listen to Slow Burn yes. is because I, um, I have kind of a weird obsession with presidents. You know this about me. It's canon. Yeah. Um, and part of my weird obsession with presidents was uh, I made a program last summer called Preschool Patriotic Explorers. There was like a parade involved. Yes, too, right? there was yeah. a parade. I was watching that video the other day. <laughs> Did you say, really? Well, because I was like, not to derail your tales of my way, but I'm working on putting together like a music video. Yeah, you yeah, are. It's, yeah. it's a slow it's a slow burn in itself. <laughs> um, but I was looking to integrate like footage, not just of like librarians dancing to this oh, music okay. video. I, oh, so... <laughs> We did a version of the Backstreet Boys song, Everybody. <laughs> you may know it. Um, and we replaced it with certain words to make it sound like it's about summer reading. And I'm using some footage, not just of librarians dancing, but of past library f- oh, programs. Oh, like so, other summer reading yeah. programs. Yeah, so I was going into our library archive, so to speak, to find like videos. good videos and stuff like that. So and um, that's when I came across that parade. I was like, that looked like a cool program. Yeah, well, we did a bunch of patriotic stuff, including have a parade, because it's very patriotic to have a parade sure. on the 4th of July. Yeah. And, um, one of the things we did was we had a presidential election. And so we held up a curtain so the kids could vote, you know, because you, you go into the the booth alone yeah. and you get and to no vote privately. Yeah. Nobody knows who you voted for. So we discussed the whole election process and we gave them choices and um, we chose uh, different presidents from history. We did Washington, Lincoln, um, Teddy Roosevelt, and um, Taft. Very cool. <laughs> and we picked them because we felt like they were kind of kid-friendly. Almost they all... Mount Rushmore. We were shy one president. <laughs> we were shy one president. And uh, we felt like they had kind of like kid-friendly facts about them that we could tell the kids and then have them vote. You know, so we told them a little bit about the candidates because, you know, that's what you do. You learn about the candidates and then you choose which one you think is the best and then you vote for that one for president. And so we held up the curtain and they all got to go back and cast their vote. Such a cool idea. And then we announced which one was going to be the president. And they're voting for those four presidents. Like, yeah, they voted be, between who, those four. Who are we who resurrecting be, from the yes, grave to, to save us? Save us in these dire times yes. or whatever. That's a great. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, this is next Dan Brown novel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, they chose Washington, just in case anybody cared. But um, that's a good choice. Um, so that was last summer. This summer, uh, I just happened to run into a mom who brought her son to that program. And she said, oh, I've run into you like three or four times this summer. And I forgot to tell you that you guys changed my son's life. And I was like, this oh, is amazing. I was like, oh, what do you mean? And she said, you remember that program you did last summer, the patriotic program? And I said, oh, of course I remember that program. She's like, you remember you had the election and they had to choose between Washington, Lincoln, Roosevelt and Taft. And I was like, yeah, I do remember that. She's like, my son is obsessed with presidents now. And I said, really? And she said, yeah, he wants to know everything about them. She said, he can name all of the presidents in order. That's great. He talks about presidents all of the time. He won a special award at school for knowing all about the presidents. He had a president's themed birthday for his fifth birthday. <laughs> his bedroom is decorated in pictures of presidents and the White House. And his four favorite presidents are Washington, Lincoln, 
Theodore Roosevelt and Taft. She's like, Formative. it is all because of your guys' program. That's amazing. That's where it all started. That's where he got very interested and excited about presidents after you guys had this program. And I just, and I, I was so like moved and excited about this. And I said, the only reason I put that in the program is because I am obsessed with presidents. And she's like, well, now Cameron is obsessed with presidents. And I was like, way to go, Cameron. And it was just a really amazing moment. It's amazing. <laughs> well, what's the most amazing thing isn't the fact that you touch... Uh, uh, that you touched the young kid's heart so much, right? It's the fact that you got to find out about it. Later, yeah. Right? I try to remind myself because sometimes, because we do a lot of children's programming, you know, story time and, and other special programs like mm-hmm. the presidential. Um, what was the name of your program? It was called Preschool Patriotic Explorers. You were exploring being patriotic. <laughs> oh, because we used to do preschool STEM explorers. Yeah. And at some point, we decided we're always exploring STEM. Maybe we can explore other things. And so I think I did that summer, I did preschool music explorers and preschool patriotic explorers. And we did some other stuff. We did different red, white, and blue crafts. And we did the, yeah, we did the parade and everything. I try to remind myself that just if you don't, just because you don't hear about like that follow up Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's not happening, right? Like I try to, every once in a while, I get a parent who comes in and goes, my kid, First time he came in a story time, he was so shy. You know what I mean? He couldn't do yeah. anything. And now he, I, he's gone into school, and I legitimately believe that it's because of your story times that now he's thriving. You know what I mean? He's gotten used to hanging out with people. He knows, like, the, the routines of you sit down when the teacher or the librarian's talking to read a book mm-hmm. or do stuff. And you don't always get to hear that follow-up. Right. You know? So that's awesome. Yeah. You know? also, it was awesome. Also, presidential, like, facts slash, you know – Knowledge is really cool. It you is know, cool. the only thing, and I don't know how you're going to feel about this, that I don't like about presidents is the presidential fitness test. Do you remember oh. that? <laughs> oh, God, I know. I, I can just sense you getting nervous. I can sense it. Like, what's he going? He's going to drop some political bombs. So when I was, so next, I was a young. I didn't like the presidential. I was fitness a. Test I was either. a young fat kid. Yeah, and, I was too. And I gotta tell you that presidential fitness test. Thank God I didn't have to pass it to pass school because <laughs> I would have felt it. And they line you all up. Oh, I don't know if they. Do you remember this thing? Do the thing where you had to like, where you, you had to. Bend. Okay, for listeners, she's like <laughs> stretching her legs out and it's like you had to doing. Sit down at this thing. And you, you had, had to. Oh, to yeah. That? So you, okay, so she's sitting on the ground and putting her legs straight out. So picture her sitting up and you, I remember this, you put your foot against like this box with measurements on it and you stretch your arms as far as you can to see how much you can do that. And then somehow, Tess, that shows you how healthy you are. Yeah, probably I guess how flexible you are. Or how or big your fat belly is. is. <laughs> your fat, your young fat soft belly is as a young Eric. I mean, and I remember they would line us all up. And do you remember the fat pincher? Oh, I do don't. Remember? I there think was, I blocked so, so, out so they, the fat pincher. <laughs> oh. There was a th- they would line you all up and then they <laughs> they would get this big fat pincher and they would like pinch the fat on your side, like your little kid love handle, and then like how, how much it went down, like how much you could pinch or how little would show like your fat percentage or whatever and they would line you up do it in front of her and the kid in front of me would be like a great athlete and be like pinch she'd be like great job and then she'd pinch me oh, and like no. she'd be like <sighs> oh god it was tough I mean it, and it, not just like it was tough on us it's I think it's important to remember it's tough for kids you know like w- with 
not to well you know what? We should post pictures on Twitter of us being cute little fat kids and like tell tell our little fat baby selves oh, that it's man. okay. Do you remember hashtag fat stories? I think I think our cast is tangent friendly, but I remember the first. This is so. I remember the first time I realized I was a heavy kid. Okay, and I, I'm a, a, a fat kid. Is that I? Um, it was third grade. <laughs> And I was probably heavy long before this. For your kid, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, you don't know. Hey, I'm a kid. Yeah. I'm going to eat all the burgers. I love it. Oh, and it was give like, me some more cake. I was in third grade, and um, I had actually broken my arm. Like, I ran, and I, like, slipped on the grass and fell back on my arm, and I broke it. Like, I fell on my arm. Like, I got it caught underneath okay. me. Okay. And I came into school, and my arm was broken. How do you break it? And I was like, oh, I slipped on the grass. And I fell back on it, and I showed my arm like under my butt, like how I fell yeah. on it. And they're like, and the kid said, "The kid said you're lo-. He goes, or he says, "I'm like, no wonder it broke with how fat you are, or something like that." No, I don't know his exact words, but I remember being like, at that moment, was like, "I'm fat, <laughs> like a young kid." Yeah. And I think it's important to remember, guys. <laughs> I know it's easy to be, oh boy, kids have it so easy. No, man, it's hard. Life is hard for everyone, you know. And it, it's important to remember that, like, <laughs> it's. Well, we have an important decision to make with our daughter, Freya, Amanda and I, about if we're moving so that we can go to Maryland School for the Deaf, because my daughter's hard of hearing, and they will be able to accommodate her better, or possibly better, than uh, uh, going to a public school system, where she'll have an FM system, which basically is a microphone the teacher will speak into, or wear around her neck so that Freya can hear it easier. Um, Which, by the way, I was... Remember I told you I read a book recently where there was a character who had over-the-ear hearing aids? Was it the Squirrel Girl? Yeah, yeah, it was Squirrel Girl. And in the book, she said that sometimes the teachers don't use it. Yeah, I heard... Well, that's... I've heard stories from other parents saying... Some of them say, like, when you... It's called, like, when you mainstream your kid into the public school system, that it goes perfectly fine and they're accommodated. I've heard other stories where it doesn't go well. But what is influencing our decision... Is that because it's a big one? Because we got a lot of family in the area. We don't have to pay for childcare. Our mine and Amanda's moms watch Freya, and we watch Freya, and we're like super um, lucky. You know, we're very fortunate, and we have a lot of family members that can watch Freya and are excited to watch Freya if we want to what, catch a movie or, or do something. And so, if we move, we won't have that. But one thing that's influencing my decision: it's hard going to school, even if you're a kid. Yeah. You know, and I know it's easy to be like, "Oh, you got to learn your shapes and your colors" or whatever. But that's hard work. And imagine, and I'm sure we, everyone listening and you, we can all remember how tough school was. Elementary school, middle school, high school. It's hard work. Now imagine you have that and you can't hear the teacher. Or or you can, because of your hearing aids, you can hear the kid behind you really well, but you can't hear in front of you very well. Or things are picking up in a weird way. I mean, holy smokes. I had a hard time. I'm lucky I graduated high school. I didn't become a good student until I started paying for my college classes, you know? And that's really... in. Influencing me, you know. Um, how do we get on this topic? Well, um, how did we get on this topic? Somehow we got oh, on presidents, fe- presidential, presidents, fitness. presidential fitness. The Eric first time being you fat, found out you were how fat, hard it how is. Hard yeah, okay. So that was our tangent of the episode. That's so okay. yeah, I found out. I realized yeah, I how, was fat. When did you realize it? When I realized I didn't look like any of the Disney princesses, mm. I looked like Ursula. <laughs> <laughs> when at Disney World, I don't think they have this anymore. They used to have a thing where they would scan your face. 
Oh, no. And tell you what Disney character you were. Yeah. And Amanda's was Ursula. Aww. Which I see that. Which I don't think is a bad thing. Amanda's beautiful, but she does have, like, beautiful round cheeks, you know? Yeah. Ursula is actually, like, pretty B.A. Like, she's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> Ursula's a... If you like Disney Like, villains. now that I'm an adult, like, yeah. I'm like, actually, she's pretty cool. But, like, when I was a kid, I was like... I. I Ursula's ugly. You don't want to look like Ursula. When I scanned my face... When you're a kid, that's what you think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, when I scanned my face, what Disney character do you think they said I was? LeFou. Look at... LeFou? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Gaston's, like, lackey? Yeah. Uh, you won't believe it. It said Tarzan. Nice! <laughs> it said Tarzan. I guess it didn't factor in the fact I have no hair on my head. <laughs> um, yeah, I said I've got Tarzan. I don't know how well, you I... you got, got a lot of hair on your head for your beard, though. Yeah, I do. I didn't have beard at the time, but... Oh. Anyway. Boy, what a heck of a tangent this <laughs> that is. That was one heck of a tangent. You, you know, real quick, too. That's actually a kind of a personal struggle I'm having with Disney princesses because I love Disney princesses. Like, it's one of my great loves, like my passions. But I I am, especially now that I'm a dad of a, of a, a young girl, I am like now, I'm like, what am I, what are we really learning from some of these Disney princesses? I feel like they're you know? heading in a better direction. I do now. think they are. You know, um, I do think they are. And one day, we can file this under lists of things Eric has said he will do. But one day, our old podcast we used to do for our library system called Pop Goes the Library will be available for you guys to listen to if you want to. I mean, one of the episodes we went into each Disney princess, the official Disney princesses, and um, what did we do? We, we, we did pros on, and cons. We did pros and cons based on like their lessons that they teach our young people. Yeah. It was a good episode. It was a really good yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. I um one day those will be available when that happens we will let you know so, <laughs> hey um, Eric yes have you learned I feel like we just learned a life lesson I know I know but have you learned like any other life lessons I have this whole episode has been well I think the reason we do the cast is life lessons yeah, right it's true. there's been a life lesson heavy episode but I do have a special one for us <laughs> did you learn a life lesson this week I did that's great Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so right now, if you are a librarian and you're listening to this currently, like while it recently while we aired, um, you probably are familiar that there is a thing called the summer reading program. Um, if you're not a librarian or you don't visit libraries very often, I don't know if every library does this, but maybe most. I feel like most libraries, most public libraries have yeah, a summer reading program. And it looks different for every <laughs> library system, but in the gist, it's basically something that the library does to kind of help capitalize on the fact that the kids are out of school, get them into the library, uh, get them reading or, or doing other educational things or going to library programs. And usually it boils down to they do uh, different challenges and they win different prizes. And um, I learned a life lesson recently because ours just started like just this past week and it can be a stressful time for librarians uh, because it's especially busy and it's especially... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, there's extra duties, like extra things that you have to do. Like, uh, uh, we use a lot of teen volunteers, so there's a lot of things we have to do with teen volunteers. And uh, a summer reading program is like a whole extra thing that doesn't exist the rest of the year. Um, but yeah. it's like a really hard time of year because. Thanks for the water. You're welcome. Thank it's you. like. <laughs> 
I like how you put it. Like, it's way more work than we do. Yeah. Like, any other time of the year. And it almost, like, boggles my mind, like, why we do that. Yeah. Well, and I know it's because the kids are out of school, but it still, like, seems weird to me that we... It's a lot like, of... For these three months, you're going to do way more work than you do the we rest of the We probably have the same amount of programming planned in those three months than we do the rest of the year. Yeah. You know, maybe even more. Yeah. And, um... Uh, and what's so funny is you and I were talking about this as an official doing a winter reading program. So the question is why, you know? And the, I think the thing is, I try to remind myself when it gets stressful that um, when it gets stressful that you are doing positive things in people's lives, right? Like someone may have come into the library and they may have read a book because of this challenge that their parent made them do. to read, man. Yeah. Well, that's one of the main things we do, you know? Um but I, what's so funny is I actually had a different life lesson, but I, I, I thought this conversation would go in a different way. But I think this life lesson is, and this kind of goes with what we talked about earlier, you, you, Tess, myself, every one of our listeners, you are influencing someone else's life right now. And with your actions throughout your day, whether or not you know it, you are influencing their life either hopefully for the better, but through your actions and your attitudes – could for the better or for the worse. You know that it's true that if you go into a room and you're filled with a lot of people that already have a negative attitude or if they're really down on themselves or down on everything, if you're anything like me, that will bring you down as well. Uh, we are influencing people and we luckily, we're in a very lucky position with our li- with our jobs. We have library programs where people go to, which we believe are educating children or instilling a love of reading or, or, or instilling a love of presidents into them. <laughs> and then if we're lucky, we will hear from parents that we did something good. We're in a special situation because not most people do programming with children. Some people do. But even if you... Are if you compliment someone in a certain way or if you talk to someone in a certain way, everything you do influences someone else. And we're all connected whether or not we are aware of it or not. And I would say that you may have changed someone's life for the better and you don't even know it. You know, I we have something concrete we can hold on to like we do these programming. So maybe we're helping kids get better at school or maybe we're helping them learn how to read better or maybe we're helping them love reading more. And so we're lucky we have this to hold on to. But even if we weren't children's librarians that did programming, we would still be influencing someone's, uh, someone else. And no pressure. Everything you do influences someone else. But it's 100% true. you know. And now that I'm a dad, I'm even more aware of it that like when I am communicating with my daughter and I'm talking with her, the way I say, let's say I don't like onions, right? And I go, oh, ugh, yeah, onions are gross. I may be teaching her that onions are gross, Mm -hmm. right? That's my personal taste. That doesn't mean it's hers, you know? Not that I'm saying everyone should be stressed out about everything they say, but just be aware that we're all more connected than anyone realizes and that it's something to be aware of and you may be affecting people in a very positive way, maybe in your family, maybe at work, maybe just someone that you know and you may not be aware of it. Nice. That's a nice life lesson to say. Yeah, inside baseball, my note that I sent Tess was... uh, Summer reading Scrooge. Yeah. I'm, now I'm really curious what that was about. A short story. Uh, the summer reading Scrooge was just someone who was unhappy with summer reading last year. I bumped into her again by some weird happenstance. She's still unhappy. And sometimes people will be unhappy. That was the short lesson. But I felt like the other lesson felt better with our overall theme. So, uh, <laughs> Tess, are you ready for a positivity party? Let's do it. Let's do it. 
Welcome to the Positivity Party. It's how we like to end every single one of our episodes by focusing on something that we're thankful for and something that we like or love or both about ourselves. What's something you're thankful for, Miss Tess? Um, I'm thankful for my mom. Oh, that's um, a good one. Yeah, my mom uh, has been worried about me lately. Um, I, you know, I've, my mom lives several states away. And I've told her that I have chronic migraines and that I have been treated for my chronic migraines and that they can be debilitating sometimes and that, um, you know, but she isn't here to like witness the effects of the chronic migraines. And um, somewhat recently she called me and like I couldn't talk to her because I didn't feel good. Yeah. And um, so she didn't talk to me. She talked to to Brett. And for some reason, like, it kind of finally sunk in with her. Like, after talking to him, she was like, she's like, well, why can't she talk to me? And he was like, well, you don't really understand. Like, these are really bad. Like, sometimes when she has them, she she can't do anything. She's sit in a dark room for hours well, until they go away. Seen it, right? Yeah. She's never seen it. Exactly. And, um... You know, uh, ever since then, she's been, like, you know, regularly, like, calling me and saying, like, well, what does your doctor say about this? And have you read this article? And have you tried this medication? And, um, and, well, we've got to do something. And, and this isn't right. And, and on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, I know it's not right. And yeah, I have tried that medication. Yeah, yeah I did read that article. And yeah, mom, I know I've been dealing with this. And, and on the one hand, it, it was, you know, it's kind of like, you know, yeah, okay. But on the other hand, it's like, well, I know that she cares about me. And that's why she's, you know, yeah. she's, I, she's saying these things. And, and I would not be surprised if it's the biggest thing on her mind right now. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, it's kind of unfortunate because the reason she, she was calling is because she's been planning, this, they've been planning this big family reunion that I was supposed to go to and now I've sort of been uninvited to the family reunion <laughs> because of the, my medical condition. So that's a big bummer. Because traveling is difficult when you don't know what's going to happen. And when you get yeah. down there and now you've... Uh, upset your entire routine. By the way, yeah. I think this is the first time someone said bummer in the positivity party. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's right. tough because it's, but it's, it's, it's a, what you're thankful for. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because, also, <laughs> because, you know, it's a bummer, but it's also like, I'm trying to look at it in a positive way yeah. is that like the reason is because she's worried about me because she loves me because she's my mom. Mm -hmm. And like, Brett, like, Brett said something, he was like, you know, I was saying, like, I kind of, you know, I'm really upset that she keeps calling me, and she's saying these things, like, I haven't tried this, or I haven't yeah. done this, or I haven't thought about it, and Brett said, but that's, you know, she's your mom, you gotta let her worry about you. Yeah. She's mom. That's what they do. They worry about their kids, you gotta let them that's do that. That's all they do. That's and all I, they do. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. So, I'm thankful that I have a mom who worries about me, because the, the other option would be to have a mom who like doesn't care if she didn't worry yeah that's <laughs> yeah. exactly right yeah yeah um the uh yeah that's that's all we do as parents is worry <laughs> is freya picking up enough language can she hear enough is she eating enough is she okay is the sun too hot you know i mean and i know it sounds silly but you know that's 
it's what we do. So. Yeah. So what are you grateful for, Mr. I am grateful for the fact that I am able to, today, I, I think I mentioned it, that I went to a children's performance, Mr. Yeah. John. And I'm very grateful that I'm able to, if I decide to, on my day off, to be able to just go somewhere. You know, not anyone can do that. And it sounds maybe a little trivial. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you just get in your car and go somewhere. Some people don't own cars. Right. Some people can't walk out the door, you know? And I'm very lucky that if I want to go and do something, and not only the Mr. Some John- people have chronic illness and exactly. can't do that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And Mr. John was a free performance that was put on by our library system. But if I wanted to, Amanda and I got something from uh, uh, the Kennedy Center and we're like, hey, are there any cool shows? And we're not like sweating the financial cost of some of those shows. Not yeah. that we're going to see all of them and we're not going to get the best seats, but I mean, we're able to look at that and go, maybe we'll go do something. Not everyone's that lucky, not just in terms of financial um, means, but also just being able to be mobile enough to go and do those things. So I am very grateful that I'm able to go and do things without needing to worry too much about how to get there or how I'm going to pay for it. Not everyone can say the same thing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, you listening to this right now, why don't you say something you're thankful for? There's actually kind of a really serious positivity party. It's funny, we're talking about things we're grateful, but then it's also like very serious. Like, you know what? Some people can't. It's a, but you know what though? It's one of those things to think that, to think that everyone has a car is just ignorance. Yes. You know what I mean? Some people would say that ignorance is the greatest like a fault a human being could have. And like to acknowledge it doesn't mean you can't be happy. To acknowledge that someone else can't eat when you can eat. It just means that you know the truth, you know? So, um, what's something you love about yourself this time? <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> no, I just, uh, I, I'm hanging out in this positivity party. <laughs> um, something I like about myself is uh, I have pretty good self-control. I, um, my, my neurologist told me that I need to stay away from dairy. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I really like dairy. <laughs> I really like mac and cheese. Yep. And I really like ice cream. I don't think it's been easy. And I really like pizza. And it's been really hard, but I have not eaten any of that stuff ever since you told me not to eat it. How long has it been? It's been since February. Give me a high five. That's very Um, good. And he also told me not to have any alcohol. And I like beers. And I think I've maybe had two beers since February. That's still, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I have pretty good self-control. Like, I think there's probably a lot of people who would just be like, Psh, he doesn't really mean it. I'm going to eat it anyway. Or, or doctors always say something like that, right? Yeah. You know? And also having self-control is something not a lot of people do have. And I'm right. speaking as a person who sometimes has poor self-control, depending on my emotional state, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's something I like about myself. Uh, something I like about myself is that something that I'm working on is... Uh, um, Something that I've been working on is being able to be a little bit... I'm an open person, but sometimes I think some topics can be difficult to talk about. Lately, I've been... I've talked a little bit on this cast about... eh, I kind of... I don't know if I can label it, but I kind of battle a little bit with uh, reoccurring bouts of depression sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, which people always find surprising because they're yeah. like, but you guys do a whole cast about being positive, which is a little life lesson is don't assume, you know, just because, you know, you never know what someone's going through. And it's difficult for me to talk to. For some reason, it's easier for me to talk to 
with you guys and with Tess here than it is my own wife for some reason. Because it's something about it being so close. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact is a lot of everyone's emotional states is different. But like sometimes I can be triggered by things being said and who am I around a lot? My own wife. And it's tough because she loves me. So clearly she's not saying anything that would hurt me. But it's this weird thing where like, I feel not great, and then how does she feel not great? And then I feel not great because she doesn't feel great. But a thing that I love most about them, trying very hard about being more open about it with my wife, Amanda. That's is this awesome. the, the biggest downer of the positivity party we've ever done? But it is true. That is something that I love about myself, that I am trying. Life is a journey, so. <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> Listening I, feel, to this. I feel like behind this should be like some funeral march <laughs> instead of no. a positivity party. No. <sighs> I want you to say something that you love about yourself. You know what? And if you want it to be kind of a downer, that's okay. You can love something yeah. like that about yourself too. Go ahead. That is very nice. Yeah. I, I, you know what, too, is that I should mention that we do this positivity party. It's to focus on what we're thankful for and what we love about ourselves. But to say that something is completely positive or negative isn't true, right? It's right. all about your perception. Yeah. So um, I guess normally you think positivity party, you think people like dancing and like balloons and all that. But it's more like tr real talk time, you know? <laughs> like what is something that you are grateful for that you may not always think about? And what is something that you love about yourself because it is important to think about those things? <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, you guys have been listening to Same Team Y'all. This is episode 32. Two. My name's Eric. My name is Tess. And if you want to get a hold of us, Tess, how would they get a hold of us? You can email us, sameteamyall at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Or you can tweet at us, same team y'all. That's exactly yeah. right. We hope that you've enjoyed yourselves today. I know I've enjoyed talking with you guys. And uh, we will see you in one fortnight. Yes. Yeah. See you. Oh, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh, and be the change you want to see in the world. Oh, thank you. <laughs> be the change you wish to see in this world. I can't believe I forgot that. See you in a bye. fortnight. Bye.